Welcome to episode 124 of the Introvert Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm Beth Bilo, and I am grateful that you've chosen to spend this time with me. Whether this is your first or your 124th episode, I hope you hear something that will make you smile, spark an insight, improve your business, or maybe even change your life. Whenever I go to a conference, or in fact, read a book, I consider it a productive use of my time if I come away with at least one idea that I'm excited to implement. And that's exactly what happened when I attended Podcast Movement in early July, just about a month ago. I came away with lots of ideas, actually, but I promised not to implement them all at once. I realized while I was there that as much as I extol the virtues of podcasting and what a wonderful platform it is for introverts, I'd never directly talked about podcasting here on the podcast. So that's what we're going to do on this episode. While I was in Chicago, I tracked down three of my fellow podcasters who self-identified as introverts. Each of them has a very different type of podcast and format, and each offers advice if you're interested in starting your own show. And really, as I listen to what they shared with me and what they're going to share with you, the advice they give goes for almost any type of content that you want to create, whether that's a blog, a book, a video series, or a podcast. We also chat about where they see their introversion playing a role in their approach to podcasting. And this will be either good news or bad news, depending on your perspective. This episode will not get into the technical aspects of podcasting. We stay focused on what to consider if you are interested in using podcasting as a platform to build your business and increase your visibility and credibility with your audiences. That said, I will include a few links to resources, including technical information, in the show notes. In between each of these three short interviews, I'm going to offer you some questions to think about when it comes to your own podcast or content creation. You'll also find these questions in the episode show notes at theintrovertentrepreneur.com, along with links to each of my guests' podcasts, where you can learn more about them and their shows. So let's kick things off with Ginger, who is host of the Outlander podcast. Hey, thanks for talking with me. Um, Give us a quick introduction and share your name and what your podcast is. Hi, I'm Ginger, and I'm one of the co-hosts of the Outlander podcast, and our podcast follows the book and television series of the same name, Outlander by Diana Gabaldon. Excellent. That is such a wonderful niche. And I think when somebody looks even closer, it's like you find, I bet there are Harry Potter podcasts and all this kind of stuff. You name it, there's a podcast. So (laughs) that's awesome that you found that. What drew you to this? And particularly, what drew you to starting a podcast? Well, I've been a podcast, so consumer of podcasts since about 2007, 2008. And uh, when it was announced, uh, and I've been a fan of this book series since the 90s. And so when it was announced in in June of 2013, I have a memory for dates. I always have to say that I'm not. I'm not some freakish person who writes everything down, um, all the time. But uh, no, in June of 2013, it was announced that there was going to be a partnership between Sony and Stars, and that the author would be uh, a consultant. And we thought, you know what? This has been signed off. This is the first time in television because of the scope of the books is a much better fit than say a two-hour film. It just wouldn't work because of how much is going on. So we started to get excited, both of us as fans, which is awesome. But over the few weeks and months, I was like, you know, seeing the fandom kind of erupt on social media and develop was already there, but come to this one focal point, I was like, I, I have to be a part of that in some way. 
and uh, there were tons of blogs, tons of this, even like some video chat people uh, who did great stuff. But I wanted to, one of my problems of I, I need to be unique in some way. I can't do what other people do. And so I have been a consumer of podcasts since about, like I said, 07, 08. And I thought, holy crap, that's it. Let's, I talked to my sister, let's start a podcast. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. And you, you saw a gap in the market. And, and you filled it, and it happened to align with a passion. Mm -hmm. Perfect. And you self-identify as an introvert, and how do you feel like hosting a podcast is fitting with your introvert nature? Uh, one of the best is that it's something that we have, and being an introvert does not necessarily mean you're a quote-unquote control freak, but one of the things about being an introvert is that, for me, um, having control over your schedule, over your whatever, and not just like on paper, but also where it's done, how it's done. And to know part of that is to know that you will or won't be doing certain things, or you will or won't be talking to a lot of people, or whatever whatever it ha may, may be. Um, it just filled in nicely to what I was comfortable with. And being able to be at home and do it out of the comfort of your home, in, in your PJs, you know, midnight to it whatever it happened to be it fits your lifestyle and uh, you can make it bigger you know you can make it more I don't say extroverted but you can make it more uh, public uh, but we have we, we record at home and so it just it fits into our into our lives just generally but as an introvert it was so nice to be able to speak about something that I liked and, and was passionately a fan about but also um, do it with comfort and experiment in comfort and not and be able to edit and all that and that's a little bit more of the control thing but um, just being able to uh, to enjoy the growth process and not have to do all the development out there in front of everybody. Yeah, there's a bit, definitely a very private uh, aspect to podcasting. Now you said, and forgive me if I missed this in the beginning, you said we a lot. Yes. Do you have a co-host or do you have a partner? I do. My sister, Summer, is my co-host and we do the show together. We have since day one and uh, she's, I'm not sure how if how she would identify, but I for me, one of the things, and there may be more than one uh, definition, but when I first, because I've, I've always been talkative, I've always been a performer, and so I thought that therefore I must be an extrovert. But I also, since my teens, like going out dancing is not for me. Going out to places where there are a lot of people are not for me, and I, I crave my alone time. And when I found this definition, like okay, where it's not about what you like to do, it's about how you gain energy, how you. Re refill basically and when I saw that I was like oh my god that's me I I need my downtime I need space between events and um, I could go out and I can talk to a thousand people whatever I don't that's fine but yeah so this allows me to, to be part of a community and even go to events and love it and be around a thousand people but then also go home and still be part of the community in my own way Absolutely. Awesome. Well, what piece of advice would you have for somebody who's um, in the beginning stages of podcasting? Um, basically, don't be afraid to just try because you, you have control over pushing that publish button. So make, be silly, be funny, be serious, be anything and everything and see what sticks, see what you like. Basically, play around. Do not be afraid to experiment because no one's going to hear that. Don't worry about it. And then once you push it out there, um, you, ha you have to let it go. You have to let it go. You know, kiss it, do your best, and then give it to the universe. And um, people will people respond. 
words to live by. All right, great. Well, thank you so much, Ginger. It's been fabulous chatting with you. Well, thank you so much. It's been an honor. Ginger and her sister did a great job identifying a gap in the marketplace and noticing that it intersected with something that they were already passionate about. Where do you notice a lot of conversation happening amongst your peers? Around which topics does there seem to be high energy or a resurgence or renaissance of interest? And do you have any strong feelings about those topics? That might take the form of personal or professional experience, or you might have a credential or expertise that means you can speak on the topic with some authority. Or it could just be that you have a driving curiosity that makes you want to dig into the topic with others. And in the spirit of Ginger's advice to experiment, do you have any desire to push the envelope, to be a contrarian, or to take some risks around the topic and your ideas on it? Does it feel like something you'd be willing to stick your neck out for? And are you open to trying different ways of expressing yourself? Again, whether it's a podcast, a blog, book, video, or some other platform, these are all questions that can help you to find your focus. Now we hear from Kyle Hawk, host of two very different podcasts. Hey, Kyle, it's nice to meet you. Can you uh, introduce yourself to us and let us know where you're from and what your podcast is? Yeah, thanks for, uh, thanks for having me. My name is Kyle Hawk. I live in Indianapolis, Indiana right now, and I uh, host a couple of podcasts for my day job. I host a home improvement show for Angie's List called Chat with the Experts. Um, it's a radio show and podcast. And then in my own time, I run a music website and I host a podcast for that called It's All Dead, which is basically shoot the breeze about music. So. Cool. And repeat the name of the music podcast again. Yeah, It's All Dead. It's All Dead. So is that like Grateful Dead? Or, no, uh, or like dead people? Or what's the... It's funny. It's actually kind of like a play on the idea of like punk is dead or rock is dead. So the idea for us is that music isn't dead and we're talking about, you know, how important it is in people's lives still. So yeah. Awesome. Well, um, how did you get started with podcasting? So it traces all the way back to high school for me, actually, uh, in terms of radio. Um, I was super shy, introverted in school. I mean, growing up, I was just very kind of very introverted. And uh, through a series of events, I was offered the opportunity to be a DJ in a local radio station, and I took it up, and I found my voice there. I realized once I got in a room by myself, uh, without everybody around me, I could kind of take on whatever personality I wanted and not have to worry about, I guess, everybody seeing me. It was just kind of a strange, I still can't really describe it, but it was sort of a freeing experience to kind of develop my own voice. And so uh, I decided to go to college to go into radio, and I worked in radio for a while and picked up on podcasting as that started increasing I was uh, doing podcasts with other people and then uh, ended up you know now where I am at Angie's List and started the podcast there got picked up as a radio show and so it's just kind of continued to go throughout the the course of my career and, and life. So you, so you mentioned, and one of the reasons we're talking is because you identify as an introvert. Yeah. How do you feel like your introversion uh, is an asset in producing a podcast, being on the radio, and that sort of thing? Well, you know, like I mentioned, there's something about the the intimate nature of being, you know, in a room either on your own or with another guest. So. I, I talked to you before, like, come to this conference, there's so many people, like, I can't even process, I can't even begin to, you know, take that first step, but 
when I do an interview, it's usually me and one other person, and I do a lot better in kind of those one-on-one situations, um, and those conversations just feel a lot more natural to me, and especially when you go into it as the host, you kind of have a sense of control over the show and over the conversation that... I don't know, for me, it sets me at ease a little bit, feeling like the other person already is stepping into that situation, trusting me. That makes it a lot easier. Absolutely. And, and when we're coming to a conference like this, we don't have relationships already. We don't have any of that trust. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you find does help you to step out and come to these kinds of situations where you're you know, with a mob of people that, right. that you don't know? Yeah, for me, it's a lot about just trying to identify a situation where I'm going to feel comfortable. So when I'm in those big rooms with like a ton of people, like I know it's going to be really hard for me to just step into a situation up to a group of people and start talking. But if I can get to a quieter place, you know, maybe find one or two people that are uh, in a less crowded area where I feel more comfortable going up and speaking to them, or if it's a situation where it's kind of a meetup and people are expected to talk to each other anyway, I'm kind of able to, I still have to push myself of like, okay, here I go, I'm going to do this, I'm going to talk to this person. Uh, but, you know, as the course of the conference goes on, it gets a little bit easier because you start realizing like, oh, these people are just like me, they're here, they don't know other people, and so, it, you know, just over time it gets a little bit easier until the next time. So Exactly. It's like we have to remember we're all here for the same reason, yeah. and that a lot of people are also feeling maybe a little bit awkward or you know yeah. trying to find their their footing so uh, thank you for that really good reminder yeah. um, and I forgot to ask how so you went to college and you know you obviously have a lot of experience with the audio medium um, what do you feel like your biggest uh, lesson or piece of advice that you want to pass along to somebody who might be listening to this and thinking about doing a podcast or getting or even getting into radio what what advice would you have for them well you know something I constantly struggle with uh, you know in doing things it's like oh well who cares what I think you know like you, there's always this thing of like well it sounds cool but like really who who's interested in this well the great thing about you know as you see at this conference this community is that there are so many different voices talking about so many different subjects whatever it is that you're passionate about and you're interested in talking about, there's other people out there that are going to be interested in being a part of that conversation too. They want to listen, they want to learn, and they want to be a part of it as well. And so it, it's really hard to get out of that headspace of thinking that nobody's going to care, but actually people do care. And that's the reason this whole community exists is because people decided, you know what, there's things to be said and there is an audience for this. And so taking that first step of kind of getting past that point of, you know, whatever it is, the self-deprecation or the insecurity is really huge in in getting started with something like podcasting. And we can often feel that imposter syndrome too, Mm -hmm. like uh, who am I to claim I'm an expert in something or to have that voice in it, let alone is anybody going to care (laughs) once I do say it. So, Yeah. yeah, well, thank you so much, Kyle. It's been fabulous talking with you. Yeah, you as well. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. Kyle brings up lots to think about, but two points jumped out at me in particular. One is about having multiple shows, or blogs or books, or whatever platform you choose. You don't have to limit yourself to one topic if you have wide-ranging interests, which I often hear introverts do. (laughs) You might decide to do a show or a focus that's on-brand or directly reflects and reinforces your business, as this podcast does for me. And then you could choose to do a second podcast or blog that is more personal, or one that gives you space to explore something new that you're interested in, whether it's business-related or not. That point is related to the second thing that Kyle said that I want to highlight, which is trusting yourself that you have a story or a voice that needs to be heard. 
There are, as of June 2016, approximately 7.4 billion people on this planet. 7.4. Last time I remember looking it up, I think it was around 6 billion. So I'm a little bit behind the times. (laughs) And of those 7.4 billion people, I guarantee it, some of them are waiting to hear from you. They are going to hear something from you that makes a difference in their lives. There is no doubt about that. So the question becomes, are you going to share it with them? Some other questions. What are all of the possible topics that you feel you could speak regularly about while feeling consistent enthusiasm for the message? Which topics support your business goals? Which ones would just feel good to express? Where do you already have expertise and where would you feel comfortable building your expertise as you go? Hosting a podcast doesn't mean that you have to know everything about that topic. Doing the podcast can be part of your own process and journey towards becoming well-versed in a topic that you're still relatively new to, as long as you always do your homework. And don't bite off more than you can chew. Whether you're podcasting, writing, or doing videos, it's important to be as consistent as you can, especially in the beginning. It's always going to take more time and energy than you think it will. Start within your comfort zone and see how far you want to stretch as you get further down the road. Now let's wrap up these mini interviews with Stephanie Zimmer, host of the TV Rewind podcast. Hey, well, introduce yourself to us and share where you're from and what your podcast is. My name is Stephanie Zimmer, and I do the TV Rewind podcast, tvrewindpodcast.com, and I come from Milwaukee, my first time at Podcast Movement. I used to live in Milwaukee. I got married in Milwaukee. I love Milwaukee. How long have you been there? My whole life. Your whole life. So a native. You've seen a lot of changes. Yeah. Very cool. And so how did you um, get started in podcasting? Well, for a long time, I was doing a lot of watching of TV and (laughs) tweeting about various shows and... I had gone to a conference in 2009 in San Antonio that was Catholic podcasting, and so I met this guy, and over the next year, we started contacting each other about different shows, and so the next year, 2010, he said, you know, you've been talking a lot about shows, would you like to do something together? And I said, well, I'm going to another Catholic podcasting thing in in Boston, so maybe I'll just go there with a purpose of kind of learning the, the ropes, and then we can talk about it. So I'm kind of almost on the on the way to do it, but I just need a little bit more background. So I came back from that really excited and having some background. So we did that for another, we started that in 2010, and we did the show together for a year, and then he said, you know, things are changing with my work schedule, so I'm not going to be able to do it anymore. So he stepped back, and I did it solo for a long time, and now I'm doing guest hosts every week. So it's been fun. Awesome. I know you self-identify as an introvert. Um, how do you feel like your introversion is an asset in producing your show? I think it's uh, it's an asset for me because I can work by myself and I can make sure everything gets done properly and I can reach out to people and um, I don't know that I'm answering the question very well. But, um, I think it's a it's a great way to self-express and I find that I have to have a lot of notes in front of me to be able to talk off the top of my head because I have to have a lot of 
um, practice and preparation, but I think it's it helps me to make sure that I cover these points and it gets all gets taken care of. But I think it's a great way to self-express and it's helped me a lot in, in becoming a little bit more talkative. I, I can totally identify with that. <laughs> yeah, and there's a, you're reminding me of this great quote I've seen. It says something like, I can be spontaneous as long as it's carefully planned. Right. <laughs> and so when you talk about that script and we have our talking points and, you know, that's part of what helps us to feel relaxed mm-hmm. about just sort of being able to, to talk and chat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so if someone is listening to this and thinking about starting their own podcast or they're fairly early on in podcasting, you know, you've got six years of experience, what kind of advice would you want to pass along to them that you think would be useful? I would say find something that you're passionate about that you can really get excited about. I was tweeting about different shows for such a long time that I had um, an experience of reacting to it. So then I just found that to be something that I could do very easily within a format. Find somebody or more than one person that you can talk with or if you want to do by yourself, that's a great way too. I did another podcast by myself, which was great for talking about my healing journey from abuse. So I think um, just find what you're passionate about and find a format to talk about it and it will help you. Beautiful. Well, thank you, Stephanie. I so appreciated you sharing your experience with us. Pleasure. The way Stephanie came to podcasting is how lots of new ventures get started. We attend an event or a conference, we meet someone new, and the ideas start to percolate and take shape. I thought it was cool that she has tried different formats, first starting with a co-host, the person that she met at that conference, to flying solo, and to now having guest co-hosts. It's a reminder that the content and format will evolve over time. If we've built up trust with our audiences, we can shift gears a little bit, experiment, and eventually even make fairly significant changes, as long as they're in line with our brand and they honor and respect our audience. So as you think about the format you want to use to share your message, what suits it best? Is it you sharing your ideas in a solo format? Do you bring in other people as guests? What would it be like to have a co-host, or in the case of a book or a blog, a co-author? Would it strengthen or would it dilute your brand? The other point that Stephanie made that resonated with me was about how podcasting helped her to become more talkative and comfortable in social situations. If you have regular guests on your show, or if you do some or all of your podcast unscripted, it really does make small talk and other social interactions easier. You learn that you can talk off the cuff because you get to practice that in a safe, controlled environment, which was, of course, another theme that all of our podcasters mentioned. And that's definitely a great side benefit to consider if you're thinking about starting a show. Well, as you can tell, I had a great time at Podcast Movement. And yes, it did push me outside of my comfort zone. It expanded my capacity zone. And you'll probably continue to hear the echoes of my experience in future episodes as I do some of my own experimentation and exploring. One thing that will remain constant, though, is that I'll always strive to make this show worth your investment of time, and I'm always open to hearing from you. So send me your feedback, your questions, and your suggestions to my email address, which is beth at theintrovertentrepreneur.com, and I'd love to hear from you, and I'll do my best to respond as promptly as I can. 
just so you know, there are lots of great offerings coming up this fall through the Introvert Entrepreneur, including two new mastermind groups. And if you're not sure what a mastermind group is, you can visit my website and read more about it, as well as a new virtual book group, all starting in September. All of these opportunities are designed very intentionally to support you in creating a successful business and in sharpening your skills, all while honoring your introvert's strengths and acknowledging the challenges that go along with being an introvert. You can learn more about all of those offerings at theintrovertentrepreneur.com. Applications for the mastermind groups are now being accepted, and registration for the book group opens in early September. If you enjoy this podcast, I invite you to share it with friends and colleagues and to take a moment to leave a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or on whichever platform you access it from. Your review helps others discover this podcast, so I really appreciate your consideration. As always, a very special thank you to my podcast producer, Paul Messing, and to you for spending this time with me. This is Beth Bilo of The Introvert Entrepreneur, and until we meet again, remember that success is an inside job.